Hi guys, welcome to a new episode of Design Fever, just with Claudia, because we're quarantined. And sorry if there's noise, but my fridge is super noisy. And okay, so chapter 23 and the national vision within a global dialogue. In the 80s and 90s, technology changed the process and appearance of design. Express mail, fax, internet, emails, and global communication started. We entered a complex world of cultural and visual diversity, which results in an explosive era for graphic design. Being pioneers are modern typography and overall just great designers with a different vision for problem solving. So then we talk about recent British graphic design and how it's transitory and enigmatic, eclectic and connected to ephemeral pop culture. So they were taken for, from the things that were happening then and there. And so we start the chapter talking about Pentagram, a design firm based in London and that opens up this dialogue, the international dialogue and because of their typographic sensibilities. Some, a designer that is mentioned is Michael Johnson. Uh, his philosophy was based on the concept of a mutual interdisciplinary design practice and intuitive exchange among partners. That's the way he worked. So then we talk about the rise of Japanese design. They sought to maintain traditions. Yusaku Kamekura was called the boss. Uh, he founded Japanese Advertisement Art Club And yeah, there's many art, uh, designers mentioned in this chapter, and well, in this part of the chapter that I really liked, while incorporating international influences. European constructivism was a major influence, intuitive problem solving, and simplified emblematic forms. Also, something that I really liked was, was their compositions. They had mainly um, a central object, and the information distributed in the sides, like in the top and the bottom. Also, contemporary Japan, Japanese design made strong emphasis on the aesthetic dimension, not at the expense of communication, but as a means of reinforcing and extending it. Then we move to the design in the Netherlands. Total design a design firm that had a philosophy that emphasized that the designer was an objective problem solver that finds solution through research analysis and simplifying the message and the means for conveying it. So clarity and simplicity was a big thing. But then we have the Provo Youth Movement, which emphasized in the individual freedom and rejecting social conformity. Then in the chapter, there's a lot of designers mentioned, like Van Turm, who was considered the expressionist in design. And also something that was really cool was um, this quote that I have here. The conscious effort to produce innovative and provocative graphics was really important. And also the It was said that an element of fun and play should always permeate a design. Well, if it 
main objective allowed it. Then we move onto conceptual poster, which is highly illustrative posters, and we're, we're shown many artists and designers that are incredible and they like have completely different styles. A highlight for me was Mitsuo Katsui, which is a Japanese uh, graphic designer that I really, really like. He has an ethereal light and such powerful colors, and his designs are just mesmerizing. I have liked him since, I don't know, like the second year of design <laughs> that I studied. And yeah, still a big fan. Then we move to design in Spain, Portugal, and Latin America. So we have two parts of uh, the design in the Netherlands. The part that is the functional design that is uh, more towards corporate design and it's a structure thing. They are filled with an aesthetic that reflected trunk, like super chill, I don't know how to say tranquil <laughs> view of life, charming, uh, colorful, warm and surreal and witty. They were uh, influenced by their, the modern artists such as Picasso and Dalí, like the Sebastián Rodríguez. Uh, it reminded me a lot of my uh, childhood books and the illustration style that I think is pretty nice and many more. And yeah, uh, some of the images that I saw. Then we move to the modern Chinese graphic design which since the 80s, they start to shift from their traditional artistic and calligraphic traditions and move towards a modern design. But I still think that it is uh, pretty obvious and that they keep their essence and it's really interesting how they merge. Then we move to the Middle East, a mix between their roots and, their, and Swiss school plus Polish posters. And well, their roots are mainly like their rich calligraphy and illustration style, those things. And finally, we have the voice from Africa, uh, which is like the social change is a main subject within their posters and their designs. And they have a clear cultural baggage, which is beautiful. Well, and that is it. This chapter was super long, guys. Cause, and it's because we're getting closer to the today's time. Like w there was so much designers mentioned because design was expanding and growing and thanks to technology and it is still in constant evolution. So it's pretty nice to see <laughs> like a hundred names in one chapter. But yeah, kind of confusing, but really enriching at the end. So thanks for listening and see you in the next chapter.